Hello, weirdies. Welcome back to another episode of Alchemize Your Weird podcast with me, Steph Sackis. I'm a mindset wizard and high-end creative service sales expert, helping you cultivate your unique alchemy of weird into your business to offer to the right magic fit people who fucking love it. Through my unique process that's backed by neuroscience, psychology, and drinking your own Kool-Aid. So welcome back to another episode. I hope you've had a really great week. I hope that you have had some joy and some peace and some money making happening since the last time you were with me on the last episode. So this episode is something that I think will help a lot of people. Um, when it comes to consults, this is the the space where with my clients, it seems like their brains tend to fizzle out the most times. It seems like a lot of people just really overcomplicate the consult and the sales process. So today we're going to talk about three simple sales consult tweaks that you can make within your consult process to help your brain not totally frizzle out <laughs> during the sales call. The first one that I want to talk about is something that in my upcoming program, High End Alchemy, we have a whole module on this, by the way. So there is a whole multiple sections on consults and selling and booking uh, your high end bookings and all of that. So if you want a little bit more details, definitely check that out. Stay here. I'll let you know when the doors open again. And we also go over this a bit in the group retreat as well, since the consult tends to be a very sticky, uh, sticky point in people's brains when it comes to selling. It seems like it's this great mystery. And so I'm hoping that this uh, episode will help it not be such a mystery and will maybe help your brain understand where to put its focus instead of feeding you uh, some potentially negative thoughts instead. So the very first simple tweak that you can do in your sales process, one problem that I'm always seeing with people is that they're not framing the consult as an actual consult, but more of an ask me anything type session. So I see this all the time where they get people on the phone and they turn it into this, just ask me a bunch of questions. I will let you guide this conversation through your questions. I will answer the questions and then hope that's enough to get the person on the other end to be like, yes, take my money. <laughs> but this is actually not helpful at all. And if you are turning this into kind of like an ask me anything type of conversation, then it's not a sales conversation. I see this quite often and I feel like people kind of default into this, especially if they aren't confident in selling or if they aren't confident in what is the structure of a sales call. What should I actually be doing in here? So it's a lot easier to default into, well, you just ask me questions and then I'll just answer and then that should be good enough, right? So I see this a lot and what happens is and why this is actually a problem is that if this does turn into just a ask me anything session, 
you aren't actually framing your service in the way that their brain wants to hear in order to feel comfortable buying from you. You also could be overwhelming the person because you're forcing them to think of questions that maybe they didn't really come to the consult wanting to know. And now they think, oh shit, like this is what the consult is. So let me try to think of some stuff on the fly. So they can feel overwhelmed in this situation. They also won't see the need to actually hire you uh, if they have all these answers taken care of right now. The immediateness, the urgency of hiring you gets taken away because now they have the answers that they need to hold them over until a later date. Brains really like to buy later. That is just something that we're wired for. So instead of helping somebody make the purchase in a very informed and helpful way, you're giving them an excuse to let their brain resist the buy if they don't feel like they need to buy right now. Nobody is going to buy things if they don't feel like they need it. Yeah. And then the other problem that I see with this is they feel quite bamboozled afterwards when you start maybe pressuring them to commit to a package or to whatever your offers are when they thought, oh, I thought this was just like a ask you anything conversation. And now you're trying to pressure me into picking a package and closing the deal. And so they could feel just really bamboozled, right? If you are doing this, I really suggest that you be helpful, but you help them in a way where you're helping them with what's needed. So sometimes you think that you're being helpful and that this is what is needed. Like, I'm just going to answer a bunch of questions and then hopefully they will feel good enough about me to just hire me. But that's not really what happens. And sometimes what happens too in this is if you are framing this console as an ask me anything situation because you're just trying to people please. I see people pleasing popping up a lot in sales with people. So if this is something that you're defaulting to also because of your people-pleasing ways and you think I will just become friends with them and then now you've created this almost like friendly container and then you are mixing up them liking you with them befriending you <laughs> and then you are now asking them for money afterwards. It's okay, what's going on? Like I thought we were friends, you were just helping me with some questions and now you're trying to get me to buy things. So it really could just completely turn them off and it might be why you are not converting a sale. So the tweak here is to actually call a spade, let them know what this call is for, what this console is for, position it as a sales call, position it to be you're the expert and you're the professional and you're showing them the value of working with you and the integrity that you have in working with them and helping them get what they want. That's really what the sales console should be positioned for. The next one that I see is that people tend to add in way too many steps to get people into a sales console or into a sales conversation. And then they also add in way too many steps in order for someone to actually hire you. And by doing this, by adding in all of these steps, one, you're confusing people Two, depending on your buyer type, this could actually completely turn them off because some buyer types really just want like very quick decision making and they really are a yes or a no. They don't really 
fall into the maybe category very often and they're very quick to making decisions. So if your buyer type is that and now you're creating all of these extra steps and hurdles for them to even talk to you, for them to even hire you, it's going to be a big old no for them. So if you're doing any of this, you're actually delaying the decision making within your clients. You're also disconnecting the connection with your potential clients that you had. So after the consult, if you have them jumping through all of these hoops, all of these unnecessary steps, and it is not a direct like direct line to actually hire you, you're creating disconnect within this entire process within them. So think about how many steps are you actually asking your potential clients to go through just to get into a consult with you? And then after the consult, how many steps are you asking them to take in order to actually hire you? I see this a lot. My clients tend to think that they need to add in all of these different things. Like I'm going to pass you a guide and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to try to get you onto a consult with six emails. And it's just way too much. So really look at what you're doing around the consult process and see Are you adding in too many steps and then creating confusion, frustration, or disconnection? And then the last one, this is the number one reason that I see people not converting a consult into a sale is because they did not effectively communicate to the potential client how they will actually get what they want and walk the client through that process on the call. So The really important part about this, and if you're not doing it, you really want the potential client to be able to imagine themselves in their future state, which is having the thing that you offer. So whether it is a service or you can even do this with a product-based business, but anything, if you have not clearly showed them on the call how you're going to get them from now to then and what it's like to be in the future with having this service, having the thing that they're looking to hire you for, then they're really going to leave the console unsure about the process, which is the number one sales killer right there. If they're not sure about your process, they're not going to feel confident in you. And if they don't feel confident, there is no trust. And if there is no trust, there is just a confusion. And the brain always wants the path of least resistance. So if they feel unsure about any part of your process, they're going to move on to somebody else that makes it crystal clear. And if they aren't ever in the feelings of being in the future, when they have whatever it is that you offer for them, whenever this thing has happened and that they have it, If you are not able to actually get them to imagine having that outcome, and this is the important part, with you, then they're not going to hire you. So this is the most profound breakthrough that my clients tend to have when we get into the mechanics and energetics of selling. In my group program, we also go over this as well, and we also get into some of the limiting beliefs and obstacles around this that you have at the retreat uh, because we have more time for me to actually get into your brain and figure out where all these sticky parts are with the sales process, especially around how to communicate all of this stuff and where you're hiding. But something that you can take to take away from this right now, write it on a sticky note, connection converts to sales, okay? 
So if they do not feel that connection, one, with you, it's not going to be a sale. Two, if they don't feel that connection to themselves in the future, having this thing, what it's like to have this thing that you sell, what it's like at the end when they have the service that you offer, they're not going to convert into a sale. So what I see people not doing this often is because they actually allow the conversation to be driven by their own belief that the potential client actually only cares about their pricing. So they bypass this whole process of really getting the potential client to understand and walk through what it's like to actually work with you and have this thing. And so they speed that up because they just want to get to the end because it's almost like uh, if you are having the belief that pricing is the most important thing to your clients, which fun fact for high-end buyers, it is actually low on the totem pole of priorities. But if you have that belief, that means you're running your console with that belief. So every question you ask, every listening that you have, everything has this filter over it of your belief that they only care about pricing. You will actually speed up the conversation just to essentially get to the end when you can talk about your pricing, talk about your packages, and just get to the assumed rejection. <laughs> I see this a lot with my one-to-one uh, -one clients when they come to me. They already assume the outcome that the pricing will be too expensive. And so they just speed up this process to go ahead and let me down so I can just get this over with and move on to the next client. So if you do have that belief, really pay attention to how is that belief not allowing you to really slow down in this process, communicate clearly, show a really clear picture to your potential clients of what this is like working with you, what it's like having whatever it is that you sell, whatever the service is. I really want you to think about having the conversation being guided, not from this self-centered place of I'm just like ready to be rejected or I just, I need the sale or I, I. So if it's a lot of this like I, I, I in your head, then you really won't be able to create that connection that converts to the sales, which means you're not actively walking them through all of these things in the consult process. So I hope these gave you some insights on some things that you can immediately start tweaking and being more aware of to be able to have some simple tweaks in the consult process. All right, I'll see you on the next one. Bye.